BDR's Prime Resources Podcast is dedicated to providing you with the knowledge you need to help your business achieve prime results, with prime being the most flourishing stage or state. Let's do this. Welcome to the Prime Resources Podcast. I'm Matt MacArthur, BDR's Director of Training. Today, our topic is connecting with different generations in the workplace. Joining us today is Scott Tinder, BDR trainer and instructional designer. Scott, welcome back yet again to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Matt. Glad that you are here. And we've got a really fascinating topic today, talking about how to connect with different generations in the workplace. So I'm excited for this discussion. And my first question that I'm going to send to you is, How many generations are currently active in the workplace? Well, Matt, right now we've got four generations in the workplace and we've got, you know, the baby boomers, we've got generation X, millennials and generation Z. Now we've got a lot of the boomers have left the workforce and not all of the generation Z is into the workforce yet. But, you know, boomers, they were uh, the range, uh, the date range birth was, you know, 46 through 64, 1946 to 1964. Um, so they're about 59 to 77 years old. So some are still working in the workforce. Some have left. You got Generation X, my generation, Matt. <clears throat> despite what you think, uh, I am born right, you know, 1965 through 1980. Millennials are 1981 through 1996, and then uh, the last generation that's in the workforce and still coming in the workforce is Generation Z, 1996 through the present. Okay. Well, yeah. So for the record, both you and I are members of uh, Generation X here. That's where we fit in. But yeah, that, thank you. That's a great overview about the different generations that are in the workplace. And it feels, you know, I could we could be wrong here, but it feels like there's more of those generations currently active than maybe there has been in the past. Well, it, it's it's funny you say that, Matt, because in the in the past, uh, you know, a lot of people hit age sixty five. And they retire. This is kind of the way that passed. But people are living longer, and so they need a higher uh, lump sum amount of money, or they need their income or retirement nest egg to last longer than it has in the, in the prior generations. So you can even see to get Social Security, it's no longer you know 65. Now it's 68. When I retire, it's going to be 68 or 70 to get full security, uh, Social Security. So people are living longer, and therefore a lot of them are working longer. And then there's a unique fact with the baby boomer generation. Uh, they, we had the glory years investing in the 90s. You know, people are making a lot of money, great returns on all their investments. And, and the boomers were just flush in that. Well, what happened in 2000, we had the dot-com bubble burst. And we basically lost about 75% of the value, a lot of the boomers, of their retirement accounts. So they have had to spend a lot of years working hard, being diligent, just pounding, pounding, pounding to get that back up. And they're probably, a lot of them are working longer than they originally planned. Yeah, well, so there's some societal and economic reasons why this is the case where we have four different generations in the workplace, which which is a little bit unusual historically. We'll see that as we continue our discussion of maybe that's why there's some of these challenges figuring it out because there hasn't always been so many different generations working at the same time. Yeah, typically it's the one before you and the one after you. Or if you're just entering the workforce, it's it's the two above you with no one behind you. So now if you're a Generation Z coming in the workforce, you've got millennials, you've got Generation X and uh, the baby boomers 
all prior to your generation that you have you have to learn how to coexist with and communicate with and move forward with and that could be a real challenge right on well that's uh, that's what we're going to get into so let's do that and let me ask you this you know what are some of the common issues you know you're a trainer you see so you go all across the country you're in different places almost every week meeting with different groups of contractors hitting all these different generations so what are the common issues that cause friction between different generations? Well, that's great, Matt. And the other part of this is that you you contend with you're you're in a uh, you're in a position now where in, in the company where you've had uh, baby boomers reporting to, you, and now you've got Generation Z that are reporting to you. And the other part about this is we're we're a parent. You're a parent. I'm a parent. We're also we were kids. So what I think some of the, the, the issues that cause friction are a lack of understanding of the basic characteristics of the generation, what they grew up with, what they experienced, uh, what, their, what their values are, the values that were placed on them, even then a lot by their parents, and also just a lack of understanding and a lack of respect. Uh, as, I, as I look out there, it's just kind of common, and, I, and I'm guilty of this uh, in the past where I don't really understand or respect the generation that came before me, and I, and the same for the one that comes after me. My generation's fine, right? <laughs> and go back to we're talking about my generation. Don't understand the one before. Don't understand the one after. But I think as we as we work together, and and if we're going to succeed in, in this ever changing world where things are changing so rapidly, and we have so many different elements into it now, and our generations are distinctly different, and every generation is more vocal about it. So the cause for a lot of friction, the reality is change is tough for most of us, but we're going to have to figure out how to adapt, how to improvise and, and make sure that we are, we have an understanding of what fuels the generation, what their motivations are, if we're going to manage them or if they're managing us, what they're looking at. So we'll talk about some of those things today. Yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of levels to this and some of it is just this is the way it has always been historically is that there's friction between generations because the younger people don't see it quite the way the older people do and vice versa. Now we've got four levels to that and, and to really take it to our central point that we wanted to talk about in this episode about the workplace is if you're a business owner or a manager, you might have all these different generations in your company and having to make a connection with all of them, you, you need them all to move forward. And so I think that's really challenging. And that's why we wanted to bring this topic up and really dive into it and see if we can get to some uh, strategies that we can use to uh, help folks uh, connect with different generations and really build that understanding, as you said, so that we can all be working together towards a common goal. Yeah, if we're talking about the workforce, you know, you, you've got to be able to recruit people of different generations, you've got to onboard them and train them so to where they're produ productive members of your team, you have to manage them, and you've got to motivate and inspire them. So all of those things are done differently with the generations based on what generation you're in, because it's, it's how they perceive you and how you can communicate. So we'll go through some of those as, as we uh, continue this conversation. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about what do, what do these different generations need to know about one another? You know, what should the baby boomers know about the millennials or Gen X know about Gen Z? 
Well, we'll start. Let's just kind of go through and do a broad characterization. I don't, I don't want to call it a stereotype, but this is the four generations we're talking about. We're leaving the uh, the traditionalists or the matures out because um, they're out of the workforce right now. So baby boomers, they've been characterized as workaholics, right? They tend to put their work before their personal lives and at an all or nothing attempt at, at just getting to that personal gratification, making themselves happy, getting what they want. You know, and then the greed of the 80s and the, you know, the me generation, that's that this was the boomers. This is what they're considered to be, quote unquote, guilty of. It looks like they're ruthlessly interested in themselves and they're going to stop at nothing to get it done. And this is this is where a lot of struggle with millennials and Generation Z come in and even the Generation X with them. But if you look at a lot of them grew up with nothing. And so uh, they've been collecting and, and gathering things and they have faced in their lifetime record inflation. I talked about the dot-com bubble burst where they wiped out their retirement. So now they've got to work harder and longer to get to where their dreams uh, exist. So they're working well into the retirement age, but they were raised basically, you are judged by how hard you work, your title and how much money you make. And it was always it was always work for us. And there's a lot of those same characteristics in Generation Z. So that's kind of a summary of the baby boomers. They they are the elder generation in the workforce right now. And so a lot of the younger generations look at them and well, you're all you're everything that's wrong with the world. <laughs> right? You're it, it's all your fault. And so it it just it is what it is. Now you go to Generation X, this is the latchkey generation, brought up with record-breaking divorces. Divorce was not huge with the boomers when they were kids, but as they became adults, the divorce rate went up. A lot of kids were, you know, between two different homes and we've had political scandal after political scandal. And so it's forced for our generation, Matt, the generation X, we're suspicious and we're skeptical, skeptical of people. We don't have a lot of trust. What we want is straightforward communication and we want this sense of freedom. And whatever you do, we do not, <laughs> Micromanage us. We cannot stand to be micromanaged. That it just it is not us. We will rebel against that. We have a better work-life balance, but still not as great to me as I think it should be. But we want to maintain our independence. Now you get down to the millennials, and, and this is the first generation basically to grow up with the internet since birth. I didn't have the internet when I grew up, it didn't exist. Mm -hmm. So now they they gravitate towards digital communication and um, do that versus phone calls or in-person meetings. So you start to think about how that affects you in the workforce or in the workplace. And they have this, the, the first global-centric generation. They are more concerned about the world than any generation before them. And I think diversity, equity, inclusion are sometimes more important to them than the monetary compensation. They want things to be fair. And as we go through these, Matt, I just wanted to read it. There's no generation that's right or wrong. They just are who they are. They're not good or bad. Yes. You just have to understand them, right? So you, you think about the millennials, and they've, they've had been fed this steady diet. They've got memes, text messages, hashtags, all this stuff that was so – I thought the hashtag was the pound sign. I still call it the pound sign. I don't call it a hashtag. <laughs> so they, and and so a lot of the older generations think they're one-dimensional, but they're not. They value life experiences over owning stuff. Yeah. What have I done versus what I have is, is more important to them. And so I think mission statements, um, vision statements are real important to uh, millennial generations. And the company's got to be more about 
people, the community, the world than just profit. We'll, that will turn that generation off if it's just about profit. And, and we're, once again, we're generalizing here. There are different people in, in generations with different characteristics. But these are all the, I'm kind of giving you a, a culmination of all the studies. And then you've got Generation Z. Now, my, my son's in Generation Z. Um, at your son's in Generation Z. They're starting to step into the workforce. You know, they're aged about 27 years down to about uh, 10 or 12. So they're already exhibiting uh, some real differences between themselves and millennials. Most are already coming from a multi multicultural mindset and they value diversity and um, in inclusivity or being inclusive. But what they're focused on is learning about the future, where the world's gonna be, where they're gonna go, what their role is it, and, and studying what came before to figure out how they can fix it. Because uh, they view the world as screwed up more, more than any other generation. So what they're looking back, looking for is they like a lot of feedback from the older generations. They want feedback on, on what they're doing and what they're seeing. Gotta be po you know, positive or constructive. And they like to educate the older generations on all the new ideas, where we could go, where we could be, and, diff and different innovations technologically that are out there. So that's kind of a summary of where, where they're at. As we move forward, uh, we'll talk more about if you're in this generation, this is how you could communicate with that generation. Yeah, no, that, that was a fantastic overview of the different generations and some of their major characteristics. And I like what you said, you know, there's individuals within those generations. So there's some distinctions, but I think that that's really uh, helpful to give us some starting points on where everyone is coming from. So let's start getting into now, if, if that's the playing field, then those are the players and we kind of know a little bit about them. How do we build connection with these different generations, you know, if we're if we're sure. in a company. Sure. Well let's start with the boomers. Okay. Okay. The boomers are the, the oldest generation in the workforce. So let's let's take a look at this four different areas. So in the workforce, how can they make their company appealing to generation X millennials and, and Z? Uh, what are the best ways that they can train those different ones? So let's go through. Let's say the boomers are looking at generation X. What they want to do with Generation X is show them the promotion opportunities that are available if they're trying to recruit them. And when they're training, it's got to be interactive. Do not send a Generation X employee down in front of a computer and say, here's your onboarding, learn all this. That is not, not for them. Do not micromanage that. Have I said that before? <laughs> do not <laughs> micromanage Generation X. And if you want to motivate or inspire them, you know, money's good, but also earned time off of work. Let them know it's okay to take that time. And, and uh, uh, I think you'll find a lot of that will help that. So boomers, if you're gonna look at millennials, you want to, if you're gonna recruit them, it's actually some of the statistics say you have to appeal to their parents. It's, it's, it's real interesting. And then after uh, training, you've got, there's mentorship. If you're gonna manage them, you've gotta be open to new ideas as a boomer. And then if you wanna inspire them, get to know them on a personal level. They're not a number, they're not a statistic, they're not an employee number, you get to know them. And that, the fact that you're showing interest and, care, and truly, genuinely caring about them is important. Now here's the broadest gap here, boomers and Generation Z. Remember, the Generation Z is concerned about the world. So if you wanna recruit them to your company, speak about the brand purpose. What is, your, what is your company trying to accomplish in the world? How is it gonna make the world a better place? If you're going to train them, 
you want to mentor them big picture they don't want to get lost in the details you start to you know give them all these details they lose interest if you're going to manage them let them work start to finish let them do the task and then inspire them they are thirsty for information matt i know you watch this with your son i watch this with my son they have this craving for knowledge so that they can they can take it incorporate it interpret it internalize it and then figure out with all this knowledge here's how we can make the world a better place so i'm going to shift over to generation x any question on the boomers matt i just i'll do this um with the generation x we'll go down to look at how they can work with millennials and then generation z so okay yeah a couple of comments um, yeah, yeah yeah on the boomers you know so the boomers just by the fact of being around the longest you know they they own most of the companies still today absolutely you know? yep. certainly in um the uh home services industry and really uh, across the economy and so they're in a unique position because of that and they have you know really a responsibility to try and and make this connection with these younger generations because at some point they're going to step off the stage you know and if we don't have these next generations ready to take over the family business you know or or be in a succession plan at a company what's going to happen you know so i i love you how you're going through this and talking about how each generation can really make a connection with with the others and i think the boomers just by virtue of their economic status you know they've got a real uh responsibility to try and set up these next generations for success you're right responsibility and this and the opportunity they the boomers matt have all the knowledge yeah they've been yeah. around they have all this knowledge so if you look at that the, the broadest gap between the boomers and generations generation c Generation Z has this thirst for knowledge. Most of us as Generation X don't want to be told what to do. <laughs> so, and, and we've got this lack, we're suspicious, we've got this lack of trust. But I, th I think the boomers have this opportunity with this, this new generation coming to the workforce right now where they've got the knowledge and you have a full-on generation that wants to learn everything. So that's a, it's a great opportunity. Yeah, and, and just one quick personal story, you know, uh, you know, you and I both were greatly influenced by BDR co-founder Barry Burnett, and he was he was a baby boomer. And I remember one of the greatest gifts that he gave to me, I would always say he allowed me to be in the room where mm -hmm. as a as a young Gen X person early on in my career, I got to sit in on a lot of meetings with with people that were way above my pay grade at the time and that really shaped my career and, and gave me these this insight into how the older generation worked and how how they got so successful so i think that's something to keep in mind here too is opening that door to those younger generations that are hungry for knowledge and and when you've got somebody that exhibits that you know let them in the room you know let them observe you and and see how you do things and and really learn from you yeah that, that's so important because they they could absorb rather than just like read about it mm -hmm. yeah awesome uh generation x so generation x if you're gonna try to recruit the, the generation right behind you the millennials look at flexible scheduling they may not want to work the seven to four and seven to five. They want to might be they might want to be noon to eight or you know or or ten to seven. What, whatever that is, they like flexible scheduling uh, because they have that work life balance. A lot of their training 
they like just to do online. I, I, I see a lot of uh, service technicians in HVAC that go online, go to YouTube, and watch other service technicians to learn their craft. That's how they like to train. They're okay coming to some in-person training, but they will do a lot of the self-paced uh, training. If you're gonna manage them, check in often. Don't just say, hey, hope you have a good week. I'll see you next Monday. That's not gonna work out real well. They, you wanna check in with them. They don't wanna be left alone and, and left out. And then inspire them, show them why what they're doing is so important. The importance of this work, who's it going to affect them, their family, their teammates, the, your clients, your customers, everyone as a whole, the world, is, that's how you inspire them. So then Generation X, if you want to manage Generation Z, and this, this is where I struggle because I was a parent, or I am a parent of a Generation Z young man who's now 24. And I struggle as a parent on, on how to communicate, how to do all these things. But what we have done over, over time is learn how to communicate better. And he tells me what he wants and where he's going. He's, he's a much better communicator than I am. Uh, and he's teaching me on this, which, which has been real interesting. So if you're going to recruit them to your company, understand you're probably going to want to use technology to communicate with them because they, they live with technology. Training, mentor them, don't tell them. Be a mentor. Think about being a coach. Don't just say, here's what you need to do. Boom, 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 and walk away. That's not going to work with them. If you're going to manage them, you guide them in small steps. You don't just tell them the big picture and go get a tiger. You've got to, I don't want to call it spoon feed because that almost sounds negative, but you've got to take it in small chunks, give it to them in small steps. They can accomplish them at that, have a small win, and then the next step. And then customize your feedback if you want to motivate them. Customize it to that individual. Understand what drives them. And, uh, and and feed it to them. Yeah, a few a few comments there. So I want to jump back to millennials real quick because as a, as a manager at BDR, I've got some millennials on on my team, and yeah. uh, I wouldn't trade them for the world. First of all, they are awesome Agreed. employees. Agreed. But the stuff you said, man, you really hit hit it dead on. The flexible schedule. It's it's amazing to me where. Our company has come in flexible schedules from when I, you know, I've been with the company over 20 years. Yep. And it was pretty rigid <laughs> for most of my uh, my time here. Over the last few years, we've really allowed flexible scheduling. We went through the COVID period where now remote work is, is part of uh, a lot of the jobs that we have here. And I think sometimes older generations see that. And we get frustrated, but it's almost coming from a place, at least for me, of like almost envy of like, well, I wish it had been like this when I was younger, because I would have liked maybe working at home one day a week or oh, honey. I'm, being I'm able to adjust my schedule more often. Yeah. Yep. I, 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 and that's what I love about the uh, millennials and Generation Z in the workforce is they are changing the workforce. Matt, when I... It's interesting, when I uh, started work and I, I worked, at, once I got out of the warehouse, I worked for a, a distributor wholesaler in their corporate office. And this is in now in the late 80s and early 90s. I was wearing a tie, long sleeve shirt and slacks and dress shoes to work every single day. When was the last time you got a tie on, Matt? <laughs> no idea. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Can't remember that. Yeah. It, 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 but it's interesting. And I think it's it's good for the culture. It's good for the team. It's just but if you think about that, you've got you've got boomers that pretty much spent their whole life in suits and ties, yeah, in in the workforce and in, in the in business, 
And now it's not that way anymore. And they still struggle with it because they like that structure. They like, you know, they like that. And you've got other people that would like to show up in, in shorts and flip-flops and, and tank tops and, and work. And it doesn't mean they're not productive. It's just, it's just different. And so we've got to, we've got to learn how to adapt. Both of us have to learn or all of us have to learn how to adapt. Yeah, I to- totally agree. It's all, it's an adjustment for every generation. And the other comment I wanted to make was about, you talked about checking in with the millennials on a regular basis. Yes. That is so true as well. There's more conversation. I, one thing that was really interesting to me as I started to work in, with some of the uh, millennial team members we have is, you know, I asked them to give me some of the items for an agenda when we met. Okay. And it was across the board. The first thing they wanted to talk about was the successes that they had. And that was, it's, it's been so interesting to me because that was almost, I think for the older generations, it's kind of like, yeah, we did it. We were supposed to, you know, <laughs> it's not. They want to celebrate. Yeah. They, it's exactly what they want to do. Yeah. And, and why shouldn't they? <laughs> well, it's funny because I, we would do it and get it done because it was expected and didn't think it was that big of a deal. I, it's, that's a real interesting point, Matt. Once again, I think this is another one of those things where the millennial generation can make us all better by showing us what's important to them. And if we adapt to that, our companies are going to be stronger, have a better culture. Yeah. And I think that's a great theme to pull from this discussion, especially if you're a member of one of the older generations, the boomers or, or a Gen X. This is a learning opportunity, you know, and if we look at it through that lens, it really cha- might change your approach on, on how you go about this rather than it's not a competition that we're trying to win or, or trying to make them be like we are. Maybe there's some things we can all learn from each other. It's interesting, Matt. In, in my classes, I talk about this, that the generations that are going to have to change and adapt so that everyone wins typically are going to be the older generations the younger generations are strong they're they are we raise them <laughs> I mean, as, as parents we, we raise those generations being from generation x and, and, and the boomers but i think we all want to win and if if you want to win you're going to have to adapt if you're unwilling to change it's going to be a struggle and you are not you're you're going to have some generations of people that don't want to work for you because you are unwilling to adapt. You want to do things your way with no consideration for them. And I think if we're going to move forward as a team and have this great culture and go out and win in the marketplace and make the world a better place for everybody, I, I think we're all going to need to change somewhat. And I think change starts with the leaders. So if you are the leader in your company, look in the mirror. What can you do to better embrace and better communicate uh, and better understand the other generations in, in your company that are not yours. Yeah, I love that. That is a great role of a leader and a responsibility of a leader to, to connect with everyone and move everyone forward towards a common goal. So let, let's flip this around now. We, we've kind of talked top down, sure. you know, how- I've got one more. I'm gonna do one more top down if you don't mind. I wanna talk about millennials with Generation Z. Oh, okay, interesting, let's yeah, go. Millennials are, you know, they're in their, some are in early 40s right now and dealing with people in their 20s. There's, there can be a, a, a big gap there. So um, if you're going to recruit, wide use of technology. I mean, make, make sure you're using technology uh, to recruit 
Generation Z. Look at collaboration to train them and utilize the technology to train them. If you're going to manage them, make sure you are enabling them with the work uh, and, and life integration, the balance. It's important to you as millennials. It's even more important to Generation Z. Um, I, I had a, a Generation Z person tell me one time, he said, you know what? I am unwilling to work myself to the bone or to do overtime for just a job. And I, I, I kind of looked at him and I said, really? He goes, yeah, but if it's for a career, I would do anything. So it, what they want is they want to be motivated, but they, they want their work to matter. Yeah. Yep. And then if you want millennials, you should be able to, you, you will understand this better than most of us, most of the generations before you. If you want to inspire and motivate Generation Z, explain the why of things. Why is this so important? Why does this matter? Why is this going to help our customers? Why is this going to help the world? All right, Matt, that, that was it for the uh, for the, the managing down and, and communicating down with the uh, with the generations. And you, your question was, how can younger generations connect with the older generations? Yeah, because I, I think that's a legitimate question as well, because we can't put all the burden on the baby boomers and the Gen X to, yeah. you know, be the ones that are always reaching out. They're, these younger groups, they have to understand that we can honor the, the accomplishments of these older generations and, and learn from them as well. And, and there's ways to do that and appreciate yeah. them. And you might have a better relationship. So let's go. Let's start with Generation X looking at boomers. So if you're a leader in Generation X and you're looking to um, how can you interact with, with boomers? First, if you're going to if you're going to hire a boomer, uh, you just recruit them to your team or to your side. Show the company's commitment to being number one. Boomers like to win. Extremely competitive. Probably the most competitive generation we, we have. That's what they're taught, how they're raised. So if you want to bring them on your team, show them how you are going to be number one. If you're going to train them, not a lot of detail, just some just more summarization or high level. Here's what we're going to do. They've been through this. They've got a lot of knowledge. So you're more summarizing. If you're going to manage, do not be wishy-washy with them. Be decisive. This is what we're going to do. Set that direction. Be firm. Um, get them on board and let them go. And then to inspire and motivate them, you're going to have to show them how we're going to win. Hey, we are going to win. This is how we're going to do it. And to me, it's almost bullet point management sometimes with, with boomers because they get it. They've been around. Uh, they've been in the workforce a lot in 40 years. I, I would say, yeah, 35, 40 years they've been in the workforce. They get it. Let me well, jump I, over to Melinda. Can I add ahead, something there, Scott? Yeah. So, you know, we have some uh, some baby boomers and BDR as well. And, and it's interesting, some of the younger generation, they're accustomed to communicating through email or text or yep. chat. Yep. And that doesn't always work with the boomers. Nope. <laughs> Sometimes you got to pick up the phone or or walk over to where they are and talk to them. And, and that's really um, a challenge for these generations, younger generations that are more digital natives, as they say. Yep. Yep. Um, so it's good for them to understand that Hey, maybe you can step out of your comfort zone if you're going to be working with a baby boomer and have a face-to-face -face meeting or have, talk on the phone rather than through an email. Yeah, the, the communication, you've got to be aware just because it's your preferred method of communication, 
doesn't mean a different generation is theirs and they may not even get it. They may ignore it, they may resent it. You gotta pick your medium and you've gotta, you've gotta alter. So sometimes multiple levels of communication are the way to do it when you're, when you're talking to a broad group with, with different generations within that group. So millennials and boomers, while we're kind of here, uh, here's what you can do is you, if you recruit them, get them on your team, they have so, like I said, they've got so much experience, value their, that experience, show them how much you value their experience that will make them feel important. As you train them, be patient. Uh, if they're learning something new, uh, it may take a little longer because I won't say they're stuck in their ways, but they've done this a lot of things the same way for a long time. So just be patient. Uh, if you're gonna manage them, spell out what's expected. Here's what we're looking for. Don't assume they know what's expected. You might need to over communicate a little bit here or have very clear, specific communication. And if you want to inspire them, get them motivated, ask for their input because they've got that knowledge. And let's see, we've got uh, respect their past achievements. I'm thinking they like the interactive team building. If you're going to manage them, make sure you share the credit with them because they've been down that road before where they did something and someone took the credit away from them. Don't do that. Make sure you're sharing the credit when give credit where credit is due is the same. And then if you're going to inspire them, also help them learn. So if you're going to now, how about millennials with Generation X, with my generation? I don't like doing the same thing, stuff day in and day out. You want to give them an opportunity to do different things if you're trying to recruit them. If you're training, a lot of it is skills development or what you might call role play uh, and, and talk to it. We're, we're used to that. We like to we like to test our messages out on someone before we go um, do it live a lot of times. In fact, Matt and I do that all the time. We'll have discussions and kind of play it out. How does this sound, Matt? And he goes, yeah, well, it sounds dumb, Scott. Do it again. <laughs> so, um, if you're going to manage them, try to make work easier for us. And then I, I'll tell you, you want to inspire them, make work fun. Make it a place that they love showing up. I've been on both sides of that equation uh, in my life where I've gone to work at, at places where on a daily basis, I dreaded showing up. And I was like, man, do I have to go back again today? Yes, because I need to put food on my table. You want to inspire them, make them fun, really get them engaged. And you're managing up uh, to the, this is millennials managing up to Generation X. Make it fun. Generation Z, we'll, we'll do this and Matt, and we can discuss a little bit more. So Generation Z, if you were going to, uh, you're, you're 25 and you are in a, a management position, there is a good chance that you will have some boomers and Generation X working for you and, and, and very likely millennials. And as you, even if you're not there now, think about this in the future. So boomers, show them that they're going to be at the leading edge of whatever they're doing to recruit them. If you're going to train them, you want to focus on the soft skills because usually they have all the technical skills they need. A lot of times it comes down to the soft skills, communicating, softer, gentler. Manage them. Ask them to stay late for big projects. They like their role in that. They don't mind working the extra hours typically. They like doing that. And that's what kind of how they got to where they were is working those hours and pounding it out. And so with boomers, they'll, they'll jump in, they'll do it. And then always, if you want to ask, uh, inspire them, get them motivated, ask them for their perspective because they've seen a lot of stuff. They've seen a lot of stuff work, seen a lot of stuff fail. So from their perspective, at least get their input. You don't always have to take it but you want their perspective because that will, that will help you understand, okay, history does repeat itself and you can avoid some pitfalls and maybe take some opportunities of things that you hadn't even thought about in the past. If you want to uh, manage up to Generation X, recruit 
that your company is not a bureaucracy because we can't stand it. We don't like red tape. We, we, don't, we don't like all the stuff that comes along that we have to fill out 142 forms to get something done. We want to get something done now. And then the training with, with uh, Generation X can be self-directed. Manage them, have specific goals that are measurable. You've heard about SMART goals, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, or relative, and time-based and time based or timely. That is Generation X. We like that stuff. And then Inspire, you also want to give them credit. We work hard, and we've been passed over. We've, we've had credit stolen from us in the past as a generation. So if you want to get us motivated, when we do something right and, and, and we, we have a win, give us credit and we shine. Uh, we like that acknowledgement. And then the last one, if you're going to manage up to the, to the millennials, the, the generation right before you, highlight the technology because both of those generations thrive on technology. Connect them with their peers because they're, they're more social than Generation uh, X or the boomers. So as you're training them, get some team trainings going on where they're with their peer groups, uh, manage them with face-to-face -face feedback because too much can be lost if you're not face-to-face, -face, if it's on the phone or if it's text or if it's email, think about that. Those are just words and no body language, no intonation other than on the phone. So face-to-face -face feedback so you can look each other in the eye and the face and you know what's saying until you get those heads, heads nodding. And then if you want to inspire them, that schedule flexibility, once again, is really, really important. So understand that, hey, they want to coach their kids soccer team and they, they practice twice a week at five o'clock they may need to leave at three o'clock great work that out matt i think that's it for me for uh managing up a generation or two yeah you know it what that makes me think of because to put it in practical terms where this can occur is in a family-owned business mm where we're already seeing that transition happen a lot where you know maybe there was a baby boomer that has now passed business on to one of their children and they might be a millennial they might even be a gen z some of them but meanwhile in that company that they're in there's still all those other generations there's some technicians and installers that might be gen x or even baby boomers and so there are younger people that are in these leadership positions and companies that have to figure this out on all this stuff that you just went through on how to manage up. And so I think that was really valuable to go through it that way, because normally we kind of think about it from top down, like the older generations have to change and adapt and, and connect to the younger generations. But there's still plenty of uh, situations where younger generations, they might be the leaders in a company. And, and as leaders, they've got to figure out how to connect with everyone, even the older generations. Exactly. And, and Matt, I think it's more difficult today that we see out there. Um, as, as we wrap this up, I've got some, some comments um, I'm anticipating the, kind of the big picture stuff. But COVID has changed how we, the workforce, it's changed where we have a lot of people working from home. And as you start talking about what we've talked about here, that's a whole other layer of complexity. <laughs> It's a little tough to manage people in remote locations because you uh, yeah. don't have face-to-face as often. Uh, that might be a, another podcast episode to talk through that because, yeah, that presents a whole different set of challenges on top of all these things that we've already talked about, connecting with the di different generations 
now how do you do that when you don't see that person face to face or maybe not even on a regular basis i know at bdr we're addressing it that's top of mind as we meet as a management team on how we can continue to to develop our culture develop that teamwork when all these people are sitting in these little silos so yeah yeah and then we've invested in in having in-person events where everybody comes together even if it's only once a year so we can all be physically present with one another. Yeah. A couple of things I wanted to tease out here too, as we wrap up our discussion that I think can put some practical tools to folks, whether they're Gen Z's managing up or baby boomers or Gen X trying to connect with, with other younger generations. I think in the workplace in particular, career paths really can bridge the gap between generations a lot of times older generations you know from my own perspective didn't i didn't have a a career path that was laid out for me and and i think this is true for a lot of baby boomers too is is yep. they just went after it they worked hard and and they got where they were able to get to kind of a little more by their own devices and based on time too they knew if they put in enough time and did a good job that they would be considered for promotion. And that's different today too. Today, I think uh, people expect to be achievement-based versus time-based. Yes, yes, exactly. And and that is a great point. And I think that's been one of the big changes. And they want to be able to see the path. Got to uh, see it. And, and I think that's something that anyone can do if they're a leader in a company is really look at the different positions you have and what are the career paths to get there because having that laid out and clear especially for the younger generations you know you and I've talked a bunch how they've grown up playing video games they've grown up being digital natives and so they're used to this achievement model as you just said and they're thinking hey if i can pass the level i should get the next power up and get to advance if my skills are there I should advance. I should get my reward and move up and, and move move right along the career path. It's, with this term, the gamification of society, once again, that'd probably be a whole other podcast or just <laughs> do some research on your own because there's plenty of articles about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's really something to look at as a, if you're a leader in the company is, okay, do we have career paths for each position? Are they clear? Could somebody, could you print it out on a piece of paper if you had to and show them the different steps and what was necessary to reach the different levels? And are they achievement-based rather than time-based? Because that, that's something that I think the older generations can get caught up on is, well, we just had to kind of suffer through for X number of years before we got promoted. And it was about how much face time you had in the office, not as much about your abilities and what you've achieved and and things like that so well and it's interesting because because of that if we felt like we weren't getting the opportunity that we had earned and it was taking too long we would leave we would leave that company and seek out our career path elsewhere and it would took a long time for us to do that because we're, we're fairly loyal today people are less willing to wait that out yeah, I, I, I think you you nailed it right there. Let's wait that out. Yep. And and if we could 
as older generations figure that out, we, we can do a much better job of retaining people and, and getting them excited about our companies yeah. with a clear career path. Yeah. So, uh, boy, we've covered a lot of ground here. <laughs> can, I, can I just give a few last bullet points, just kind of broad picture for any generation to think about if you just on communicating with and managing employees from different generations? We're, we're not going to be specific about anyone at this point. Yeah, I love that. I think that'd be a great way to, to wrap this up, Scott. Okay, perfect. I, I think if you're, uh, if you're a manager or if you're a leader within an organization, don't overthink it. Don't, don't get lost in, in, in the details. Understand, I think most of your employees want to do a good job. They want to win. They want to advance. They want to be praised. So just look for how we can get that done. We're going to start to eliminate the negative. Most people go aren't going to work in a company so they can screw it up. That's not what they're out there for. So how do we help them win? Modify your style. You are going to be the one that's going to have to change to adapt. you got to change first as a leader, as a manager. Get out of the office. Be seen. That's one of, Matt talked talk about Barry Burnett, one of our founders and one of our mentors. Barry was good at getting out of the office when he was in the office. When he was in the office, he was a trainer like me, gone. He would go around and greet everybody in the company and just give them a hi, a hello, and do that. And I, I, I have tried to uh, mimic that in, in my career because it was so important to me when he did it. And I watched him do it and I watched people's face brighten and light up because they know that he cared about them. And so just don't just don't sit in your office and, and hide out and expect to manage via the phone, the computer, uh, you know, email and that way. Let all your employees be heard. Have a way for them to give you feedback. Mix generations up together. Uh, people like our peer groups, but you know what? If we're going to create a company that moves forward together, you have to have the genera different generations working together with each other. If you are part of the older generation, be present for the younger generations. They'd like the feedback. They like knowing how they're doing, how they can improve, what the company's doing, what our objectives are. Don't just assume that they're going to absorb that because you put out a, a monthly company newsletter. Encourage younger employees to accept change and you lead by example. We've talked about that. If you are in a situation where you've got hybrid work models, you've got people coming in the office one or two days a week and working from home the other, other time, or you've got people in multiple locations, I want you to consider those occasional in-person opportunities where we can get together as a team, celebrate, just have that camaraderie, and then always, always, always seek employee feedback. Good or bad, you get their feedback and you listen and you and you respond to it. And you're gonna get that from the older generations, younger generations. Part of your role as a manager is to incorporate all that, interpret it, and then devise a plan, make a decision, devise a plan that will get everyone on the same page and moving forward. Matt? Wow, that, that is a wonderful summary of uh, ways that anyone of any generation, if you're a leader, a manager in a company, to connect with all the different generations that you interact with. So I think that's a fantastic ending. Thank you, Scott, for Thank you, uh, this discussion. Wonderful. Great talking to you, and we'll see you soon. All right. Wahoo. Thank you once again, Scott, and thanks, everyone, for listening. We will catch you next time.